Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. That was really labored. Ah, labored. Intentional. It, thank you. I did not yeah. mean for it to sound labored. I did mean for it to sound yeah, yeah, yeah. intentional. I just got the the word that I wanted eluded me. Mm. So labored came out. I see. Hmm. Which, you know, we're doing a podcast sometimes about labor. Hopefully, if everything sure. works out with your in vitro fertilizations or your, uh, you know, whatever other methods there uh, are, turkey basters, magic. That's it. That's it. Turkey yeah. basters, IVF, and magic. Those are the only three ways to mm-hmm. make a baby. How is everybody doing? Everybody, of course, I just mean Dory. You all can't answer me. Um, I'm fine. Having a day? What are you doing? Well, let's see. Mm, last night I played poker. I haven't even talked to you since then. I mean, we've talked. How'd it go? Not really. <laughs> um, it went fine. I made a little bit of money. Nice. I had to rebuy, but then I had I had like a I had like a like a what's the word streak of really annoying bad beats. Bad beats. Like I would, I'd have like pair of jacks but it would be like jack seven and the person who won would have like jack nine now before anyone wants to call the internal revenue service when you say you want a little money how much do you mean uh eleven dollars there we go <laughs> we have very different <laughs> habits hey listen i came home ahead though you know oh yeah you come home even or uh only losing a little you're a winner yeah. So anyway, I had a I had a bunch of those, and I was just like so annoyed. And then I had to rebuy, so I rebought, and then I had like a streak of good luck. And you that oh, 
There I go. There I am. So then you were running hot. Then I was running hot, hot, hot. That's good. Cards are falling where they may, and uh, no one can beat you. And then I won the last hand. I love winning the last hand. I love winning the last hand, too, because a lot of times people just throw stupid money in. Yeah. Yeah, they that know, happened. It's like, well, whatever. Yeah, totally. Whatever. Might as well. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have, I have the best hand, so. Well, while you I did that. I win. I was putting Henry to bed. And then four times I went in there. That's a lot of times. On the fifth time, he was yelling. Um, but he was standing up, so I came in. And he told me he had to pee. And I was like, oh, okay, let's get you out of that sleep sack. And then I was taking off, and I was like, wait a second, you have a diaper on. What am I doing? Okay, so I think the reason he did that is because yesterday when I was putting him down for his nap put him in his diaper and then he went to brush his teeth and then I see him like looking down and I'm like oh he's peeing and then we come back like to put him in a sleep sack and he was like I pee he said I peed in my diaper and he wanted to change his diaper right I was like I mean that's legit fresh you start yeah sure. you don't want to go to sleep with a wet diaper and then I said but you know if we put your diaper on and you feel like you have to pee I can just take your diaper off and you can just go pee Oh, I did not mean once he went to like once he got in his crib. I just meant like in that kind of scenario. That was eight twenty p.m. But I think he must have been like, "Oh, if I'm awake and I feel like I have to pee, even if I have a diaper on, I can just, I'll just ask them." In a way, I was like, "I guess this is good though, because you're yeah. aware of your body." Well, and, I was like, yeah, and I was like, "It's actually good that he doesn't want to sleep in a wet diaper." Yeah, you know. But like, boy, oh boy, his uh, he was so excited when it was dark out. Oh, my God. And, you know, <laughs> as, you, as you all might remember, we let our child pee in the bushes like a dog. <laughs> so he, instead of using his potty or the toilet last night, uh, he wanted to go outside. Oh, my God. so excited that you could see the moon and a couple of stars. Oh, boy. And he's like, it's dark. So now that light, if I walk by, will go on. And I was like, oh my yeah, gosh. that's right. And uh, got him back in the old uh, sleep sack after that, put his diaper back on, and uh, I didn't go back in. He didn't, because he went to sleep. Good. But it was interesting, this whole... I need to pee. Me forgetting that he has a diaper on him. Just reflex. Because whenever he says that, it's like, how fast can I get his shorts off? Right. And then I literally took him out of the sleep sack. And I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was the same kind of thing. Like he didn't, he knew he had to pee and he probably didn't want to be in a wet diaper. Yeah. Like to start the night off, you know? Um. Anyway, so that was our evening last night. Dory's out pokering. I'm at home gambling on how long I could sit before Henry called me back in. You take the under? Uh, you know, I should have <laughs> taken the over because... No, I should have taken the under. You're right. Because I went in so many times. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, how's your weekend? We got Henry a bicycle. Yeah, we did. Like with training wheels. And it's very funny watching him get frustrated at not being able to move the pedals. He, we realized that most of the times, because, you know, it's one of those little bikes where you go backwards and it breaks. There's no like handbrake, obviously. It's a fixed um, gear bike. And we realized that when he was having the most trouble was because he was really kind of overthinking it. Yes. So then when we started telling him, like I would stand like down the driveway and we'd be like, okay, just look at mama. And then he would look at me and he could do it the whole time. Yeah. But if he stopped looking at me, he would like look down, look down, think about it and then break and get frustrated. Yeah. So that was a good kind of like, like reminder of, how, like, I don't know, kind of like how brains work, you know? 
Yeah, I guess. Well, just like he knew how to pedal. Like right. he knew how to do it. He was capable of He pedaling. was capable of doing it. But when he like concentrated too hard on the actual act of pedaling, right. he was getting flustered. But when he kind of just let his instincts take over, he was able to do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, I would say that he had a good, this morning, yeah, because that was this morning, we wrote it a little bit late, but this morning I decided, let me just move all, move the cars over to the, to one side so we could have the length of the driveway to ride up and down, which actually gave him a lot of space when you, when you park so close to the wall that you can't get out. It really allows a lot of space for Henry. Yeah. And uh, this all stems from I fixed Dory's bike last week for some reason. Because I, oh, I joined you wanted a, gym to go to a gym that was close. That was close. And I was like, it feels so LA and so silly to drive there. Like, right. it's so close. But it's also been really hot. And walking there is just like hot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to walk there and and back. And I said. And then Matt was like, why don't you ride your bike? And I was like, oh, yeah, I have a bike. Yeah. I haven't ridden in a long time. Two years. She hasn't ridden since we've been here. So Matt tuned it up. Then I realized that my helmet was broken. Got it up and running. Um. So yesterday we went to the bike store. I got a new helmet. I'm like ready to go here. My bike, not in as good a shape as Dory. Because, well, my bike, my bike was covered, but uh, it was so close to where the sprinklers went off that the sprinkler would go off and we, the water would get in underneath. Oh, that's not good. So it sat there for like a year just getting wet. Mm, that's not good. And uh, so anyway, I'm replacing the cassette. I'm replacing the... Uh, Essentially, I'm doing a whole new drivetrain on the bike, and I had to I had to replace a brake because it was warped. But I'm excited to uh, be a family of bicyclers. It's not going to happen. We live in L.A., so no. But like, we could go. We could ride once we get a bike. Once rack. we get a bike rack, we can take our bikes like to the beach where there's a bike path. Uh-huh. We can like there's there's places we can go where we can ride our bikes in a relatively protected right space. Um, I did see a dad and two little girls riding their bikes the other day. They were going up our street, and the little girls had um, flags on the back like really tall flags yeah. on the back of their bikes. Um, and they were riding in the street and these were little girls. And I was like, wow, like that's bold, but also like they are being like, they're being pretty safe. You know, I don't think Henry's ready for that. But. I like a tall flag on a, on a bike. Yeah. Let's do it. It seemed like a good solution. Um, because yeah, I feel like family biking could be really fun. Just like I think family camping could potentially be really fun. All these things require a tow hitch to be put on Dory's Volvo. Well, I mean, we can do that. Well, let me get an arc welder. <laughs> oh, boy. Let me weld it myself. I'm oh, kidding. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to fabricate the whole thing. All I need is some tubular steel. What, a four inch, two inch? I don't even know. Um, how's, how, how are things going with you? You know, I'm older now. Had a birthday. Uh, that was it. Was it was a birthday? Dory did a great job with uh, decorating the home for our big party. Uh, that consisted of Dory and Henry and I. Huge. It was huge. So it was a rager. If you weren't invited, mm, it's on you. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Henry was so excited to decorate. It yeah, was really I cute. See, really, really, sort of fell into the role of uh, like MTV Cribs. He's really showing me around, <laughs> just pointing at 
various banners and, and paper balls. <laughs> uh, he did. He got, you know, he did it in a lot of rooms. And they wanted to do Dory's office, but she said, no, I don't get it. I just, I just Dory should have. Well, we were also running. Had. We're we were running out of time. Yeah. Well, um, I tried to like err on the side of taking a little longer at the golf course. Mm-hmm. Because you'd, you'd asked. Yeah, I did. So. Um, yeah, but you got to do, you got to blow out a candle. Well, Henry got to blow Henry out a candle. Henry blew out a candle. I got a very nice uh, Raphael Devers card from Dory. Got Have you the, lit I've your... The, the only one I've lit so far is baseball glove. And? Does it smell like a baseball glove? It smells like leather. It smells like leather cleaner. Oh. It smells like when I clean the leather in a car. Okay. I got Matt a set of uh, Fenway Park scent candles. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, so it's grass, beer, peanuts, and leather. <laughs> Which are all, you know, they're all good scents. Um, and a What We Do in the Shadows t-shirt. Yep. And some magnets of him and Henry. Yes, the magnet one, I was like, I thought they were coasters. They do look like coasters. I still think they're coasters. Because they're wood. By the way, they would. I think they'd, they'd serve better as coasters. Because as magnets, I feel like you just, I just lose track of them. Mm, interesting. And you know how I love coasters. <laughs> sure. I don't. Um, but, you know, A pluses to Dory. And then today she did dishes. I was just like, what's happening? A whole new world. No, seriously, what's happening? I'm just trying to like, I'm playing chess, not checkers, okay? (laughs) Are you trying to? (laughs) Well, this must be, you're just setting me up for checkmate. So I'll be dead soon, I guess. No, I, I, I just, you know, I like to, I like to keep people guessing. I like to set the bar really low. So then when I do something like do the dishes, Matt thinks that I'm like. I high-fived her. I was like so excited. Had like a brain transplant. Yeah. I literally walked into Henry's room because I was like, I picked up a, a, a kitchen knife off of the counter and I was bringing it over to the sink and I was just gonna, I was like, oh, we gotta wash this. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna wash all the dishes. And then it was like record and scratch. The dishes were empty. <laughs> there was nothing in the sink <laughs> on a Sunday. I mean, I was just like, I was just like, what happened? <laughs> so I went in and I literally high-fived her and I left. <laughs> so, uh, you know what, everybody? I would say do one thing a, a week that would make your partner high-five you. And then I think you'll have a good time. Hmm. Well, I like that. Um, let's remind everyone that they can email us at DoryMatt at Gmail or Matt and Dory Gmail. And they can call or 39, text us. in case anyone was wondering. 30, oh, yeah, Matt's 39, 39. Almost 40. As, as Henry likes to remind him. Every day. Every day. Why, why, why do, do you do a 39? 39? Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just sort of how time works. <laughs> uh, you can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. Nice. All right, we'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombus just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks. Tease and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like 
I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello, we're back and we're, we're ready to hear from some of you, the listeners of Excellent Adventure. All right. You know, I just wanted to kick things off with someone just saying nice things about us. Hang on, I just want to say that I knocked over a full can of Sprite and my I panic set in and, I, and then I realized it's not open. <laughs> Close <laughs> it's one. It's like, oh God, Sprite's here, Sprite's here. Um, are we ready for a voicemail? Yes. Okay. Hello, Matt, Dory, Will Henry, Mo, the whole crew. Hey, even, even the pet sitter and babysitter, everyone, hello. Uh, I just wanted to reach out and say, I am so grateful to y'all's podcast. As a person that I am not in a journey trying to have a child, used to a couple years ago, but as time's gone on, I've the desires just kind of dried up. I'm not really thinking that's part of my life. But listening to this podcast has made me much more aware of difficulties that people might have. And so I truly feel like it has helped me become a better person, just understanding more people, which I think everyone can always do is understanding more people. So I just get in one call and say thank you for the podcast you do, even from a person that's 26 and just not trying to have a child right now or in the near future. Uh, so this is person signing off from uh, Orlando in a 1400 house that we actually just bought relatively recently. It's housing market fun. Uh, I don't, I think I've had a hot dog this year. Twenty-six. I haven't. I've probably only had twenty my entire life. And my favorite are the hamburger hot dog roll-ups from Seven Eleven. And yes, I know they're not a hot dog, but <laughs> uh, my sure. TV is about sixty-five inch. Oh, uh, what a life! Smart TV in our living room, and I have two gaming monitors, which are twenty-three inches and twenty-seven inches. Oh my god! Thought it'd be fun. And yeah, we. Oh, I live with uh, my new wife and a little cat named Nemo, like Nemo the fish, but with an M. Thank you so much. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for the call. Second of all, you are just, you're doing everything right. Seems like you're having a great time. You got two gaming monitors. You've got a 65-inch TV. You own property in the greater Orlando area. And you're 26 years old and married. Um. They they also followed up with us and another you appreciate voicemail. Uh, hi, this is Christian again. I forgot to throw in this little bit of info. Uh, I did just pick up some wheat thins 
Nice. A big box of them, and so I'm hoping to finish my third box of wheat thins this year. And again, the wheat thins only last one sitting, <laughs> not over a period of time. I eat them in about 24 hours. It's not a fun sure. time, but well, I love them. Wheat thins are amazing. Thought you might appreciate this, Matt. I do. I love. Thank wheat you thins. again. Wheat thins are literally like my substitute meal. You do love a wheat thin with some cheese on it. Yeah, get yourself some Cracker Barrel white cheddar, you know? Slice it up, little slices the size of a wheat thin cracker, and make yourself a bunch of tiny little cheese sandwiches with wheat thins. You're welcome. Bo also likes those. Uh, But wheat thin, yeah, the wheat thin box, the regular size box is just like, it might as well be like a little sandwich snack baggie you brought with you to school. It's not that, there's not that much happening in there. Mm. But, I love a wheat then, and I like that phone call. So thank you. All right. Um, moving on to an email from KC who says, Hello, excellent friends. We are in New York and have six untested blasts left over from a donor egg cycle that we are looking to donate. Since the laws around embryo donation here are pretty restrictive, our clinic suggested Embryo Donation International in Florida. One of their nurses used to work there, and they give it a website, embryodonation.com. We've not started the process yet, but intend to soon. They describe themselves as an alternative to the more common embryo donation services in that they do not restrict by religion, LGBTQ status, marital status, and so on. They offer a range of options for openness slash engagement between donors and recipients. They also seem to expect most recipients will be traveling from other states slash countries and are prepared for that process. Worth a look. Hmm. Casey. Maybe that is worth a look. Worth a look. <laughs> we should do a podcast segment called Worth a Look or You're a Crook. And then we look at things and, and what? It's, you know, we go, oh, this thing is definitely a scam. You're a crook. <laughs> this thing seems interesting. Worth a look. <laughs> Wow, okay. Don't forget to like in the comments and ring the bell icon. What? I think you secretly want a YouTube show. It's not, not a secret. I would absolutely uh, I'd happily have a YouTube show. So why don't you? I don't have the uh, production quality I need to put out what i think is a good video really at least not yet we'll see we'll see what's happening I mean, out there all you need is like a ring light really that's if you're just gonna do like a yapping at the camera kind of thing what w- what would you do what would your youtube show be? it would be something like worth a look or you're a crook oh <laughs> wow <laughs> Everyone's getting in on the ground floor on this. Yeah, I, you know, look, I like, uh, it's like the, um, watching a lot of donut media last, like, couple of days. Donut I really, media. I really enjoy their content. What's donut media? Car, car stuff. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think all the hosts are very, uh, personable and funny and, uh, somehow not annoying. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. So... That's a little, uh, go ahead. Have a, do you like cars at all? Do you like bad products from Amazon that are car related? Head on over. Check them out. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Casey. Thank you, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to read another email from Helena. Um, I'm actually going to read her email in flipped order. Wow. All right. First, she writes, I was wondering if you could send out the signal to the egg donors. What does the process look like? Would any of your listeners be willing to share their stories? I have many PGS tested embryos left. Oh, I think she means embryo donors. I can't get myself to destroy them. At the same time, I find the prospect of my children walking somewhere on earth without my knowledge very distressing. If I wanted to donate, would I be able to pick a family? Would it be possible to keep in touch with them? Can I ask for daily updates? I'm only half joking, which validates my suspicion that it is not a good idea at this point in my life. Anyways, I'd love to hear some stories from people who donated 
embryos. So that is part one okay. of her email. And then she says, um, oh, she also says, I'm very sorry about the beta results story. I'm so curious how you're feeling these days and what your next, next steps will be. Um, which I guess is part two. And then part three is my son Bernard goes by bear is one month younger than Henry. He loves the podcast and asks for Henry. Do you think you could say hi to him? He would be so excited to be acknowledged by the podcast celebrities. <laughs> Hello, bear. Hi bear. Uh, where's Henry? Could we give Henry to say hi to bear? He's outside. I think. Let me see. Hang on a second. Oh, He's just gone in. I don't see him outside. All right. Sorry, Bear. Bear, stay tuned. We'll see if we can get a hold of him. <laughs> um, and then Helena also adds, per the au pair signal, of course, everyone has a different experience. Mine has been great so far. My au pair, Natalia, arrived two days before my second transfer. She's 22, and she's from Poland, like me. She had very minimal childcare experience. She's an absolute lifesaver, and both my family and she had a wonderful year. She's leaving for Poland next month, and a new au pair is coming. A few caveats. She lives in our guest house. That that gives us both much needed privacy. Mm-hmm. We have a common language and culture. My husband doesn't speak Polish. He didn't form a strong bond with her, but that's not an issue for anyone. She's a great driver. <laughs> nice. I interviewed probably 10 to 15 candidates to find the right fit. My agency is called Cultural Care, but I don't think the agency matters that much. They are all similar. It's all about the right personality fit and establishing expectations prior to the arrival. That is from Helena, who has a husband, a science toddler, and a science newborn, a dog, and a cat in 2,800 square feet in Memphis, Tennessee. I had a few Ikea hot dogs this year. Never been to Costco. We don't have a TV. We watch movies on a projector. Well, I mean, that's just... Fancy. la da <laughs> 120 inches. Uh, uh, no effort from your husband to learn Polish, huh? I'm only saying that out loud because I probably would be the same. Mm. I'd be like, hello. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hi. Uh, would you like me to move the car? Thanks. That would be it. What else would you say? <laughs> Those are all the words I would say, probably. <laughs> um, I'd love some sausage. That's what I would say. Oh, okay. It's Polish. I assume there'd be like some brats rolling around. Sure. Definitely some pierogies. Sure. Um, beep, bop, boop. Okay. Well, thank you for the... Remember, like, I would ask Carolina about Polish food. What would she and say? none of the answers were satisfying to me. Oh, why? Because it was sense? just like, it was like, I was like, what, like, Pol- what's Polish food? She's like, I don't know. I don't really have a food. I'm like... Like, what are we talking like krauts? We're we talking like pickled vegetables, sausages. What are we doing? <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm a curious party. Um, so, okay. So, this is good au pair information, I think. Yes. And I, we also have more au pair information coming. We do. Um, this is from Emily. She wanted to contribute to the world's slowest message board. (laughs) Uh, She has an au pair taking care of their 15-month-old girl for the last 10 months. It's been a wonderful experience. Cannot imagine childcare any other way. She's part of the family now. The daughter loves the au pair so much. When I I started looking for an au pair, my only requirements were Spanish-speaking, infant-qualified, a little bit older in the au pair range. Au pairs are usually 18 to 26. I wanted an older au pair... Because my daughter was only five months old when she came to live with us, our au pair was 25 when she arrived. For our agency, Agent Au Pair, some of the au pairs have an infant qualified designation that helped me find an au pair with the experience with, that had experience with small babies. And lastly, I want an au pair that would speak to my daughter in Spanish all day. Looking for an au pair is a lot like online dating. Both the families and the au pairs make profiles. Families look at the au pair profiles. Uh, If they like the au pair profile, they request. uh, They request to talk to the au pair. And the au pair can look at the family and be like, I don't want to talk to that family. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, if you guys both swipe the same way, you get to do an interview. They had several video calls before they invited 
this person they never met to come live with them. They made the agreement, continued video chatting weekly and messages on what WhatsApp before they arrived because they love encrypted messages. And that helped build the relationship before she got there. Thank you for sort of telling us what is in this email. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's like such a lot. It's like, it's a lot of words and I'm just like trying my best to like, anyway, the reason Emily looked at the au pair program because she thought it was a good fit for her family. Childcare was going to cost about 16 grand a year and the agent fees and the au pair stipend. It was going to cost about 20 grand a year. That's more expensive. The convenience of having one-on-one home, in-home care was priceless. And yes, there are additional expenses. Federal law says they must have a bedroom with a locking door, provide three meals daily. Uh, they tell her she can eat anything in the kitchen. She frequently joins them for dinner. She uses a cell phone that's on their cell phone plan. Uh, and host families do not have to buy health insurance for au pairs. This is taken care of by the agency prior to the au pair's arrival. And yes, you can provide a car for the au pair if you want. We're a single car family, and the au pair does not know how to drive. So providing a car was a non-issue for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Wow. Uh, the au pair program is a cultural exchange program. Uh, they provide 45 hours a week of child care in exchange for the chance to live in another country. Au pairs can only take care of the child-related tasks around the house. They can prep food for the children, clean up for the children, uh, do laundry for the children, keep the children's area tidy. They're not housekeepers. And they don't do things like your your laundry or vacuuming the house. Uh, so Paris part of the family mutually agreed that she does the dinner dishes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I do them Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Made the arrangement because she was actually feeling uncomfortable. She was not contributing to the household enough as a family member. Uh, all that to say, the emailer asking about au pairs. If you think it's a good fit for your family, look into it. Communication's key. Be upfront about your needs, expectations. For example, if you needed the au pair to transport your children, someone who is not comfortable driving would be a deal breaker. Emily's very happy with their au pair. And, uh, oh, another thing. It's also a, f- important to find out what the au pair wants to gain from the experience. Our au pair wanted to improve her English. She sounds like a native English speaker, speaker and travel. Oh, so she sounds like. So far, she has been to Disneyland, Palm Springs, Maui, Portland, Coos Bay, uh, in Oregon, Leavenworth, Washington. She's going to visit Reno soon. Wow. (laughs) Hello, West Coast and Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're so happy. Uh, She's living with them from 21 to September 23. September 21. Wow. They're thankful for her being part of their daughter's lives. And the daughter's lucky to have a third adult around them who loves them just as much as mom and dad. Emily closes saying, thanks for the podcast, Dory and Matt. Looks forward to it every week. That's Emily in Tacoma, Washington, 2,800 square feet. Toddler, Costa Rican au pair, two cats. She doesn't know how big the TV is. It's on the small end of large. It's mostly for her husband's video games. Probably four to five barbecue hot dogs at this point. Thank you, Emily. Wow. Okay. I hope I did uh, serve you guys, serve your Emily, your Emily's email uh, well with my uh, summary. <laughs> thank you, Matt. Um, thank you for all this info. This is this. It's helpful to hear from people who have had positive au pair experiences. So thank you for sharing. Get some eggs in. Come on. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Well. Shall we? Let's take a little break. Oh. We'll BRB. There we go. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, we're back. Hello. Uh, uh, oh, hmm. I meant to ask. Yes? Holly, if 
banner is available to say hello to bear. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Um, all right. This is from Ariel. Hi, Dory Matt, longtime listener, first time emailer. I found you guys through Matt's appearance on Gilmore Guys and have been listening to at least three episodes a day. God. That's a lot of us. Wait In my very quiet office. How did you do these? So I was on Gilmore Guys. I don't know. The show's been off for four years. <laughs> I was on it probably five. Are you now? Are you just, just, where'd you find Gilmore Guys? I want to know about your delayed podcast listening. It sounds fascinating. <laughs> Uh, at least three episodes a day in my very quiet office. I'm almost caught up and can't imagine how I'll get through my work day without you. Well, you know, we do have a Patreon. Oh, there's two <laughs> a month in there going back a couple years. Uh, Patreon.com slash excellent venture. Okay. I have a beautiful five-month-old science baby boy that my wife and I so happily welcomed via reciprocal IVF after a shaky three years of trying. I'm writing in today to send out a board book aggression signal. I am an avid reader and have always dreamt of my kids enjoying trips to the library and getting lost in thousands of fictional worlds like I did growing up. We've been reading to our son since before he was born and things really started to pay off when he would reach out for books, try to turn pages and smile at new pictures at four months old. Now our boy is five months old and out of nowhere after smiling at the pages and enjoying himself when we get to the last page of any book, new or familiar, he gets sad and starts crying. Jesus it takes Christ. at least five minutes to calm him down we've tried giving the book back which calms him down for a second but he goes back to screaming we've tried reading before bed slash naps or when he's fully awake and happy i'm not sure what happened but maybe your listeners have had a similar issue any suggestions to make his books make books his happy place again any ideas would be helpful looks like i'm one of those long emailers feel free to edit thank you ariel two adult ladies one five-month-old baby boy and three large cats living in a 929 square foot apartment it was ivf for a house we chose ivf <laughs> been there only vegan hot dogs which i know don't count pps still loving the disney and bake-off portions of the pod you know what i would try this is like right up my alley of pro solve problem solving infant and toddler problems with crying I would have the next book ready to go and do a quick swap before the last page. <laughs> I don't hate that. And then they're just like so confused by what's happening. They don't have time to cry. That's right. Overstimulation. Also, this strikes me as a very temporary problem. Okay. So I was going to say, I mean, welcome to being a parent when like just when you think you have something like down everything changes like on a dime and you don't know why and there's not really an explanation a lot of the time um but like a lot of the stuff is very short-lived and you, you gotta kind of just like roll with it so I, I was gonna say something along those lines the other thing i was gonna say is like it's not like the worst thing i know it's upsetting when babies cry but it's also like not the end of the world when they cry, like babies cry and they get upset at random shit. And I think like trying to make them not cry at all costs is like ultimately, well, A, it's like a losing battle and B, it's like probably not healthy for them. Like something about the ending of books right now is upsetting him. And like, I think it's good for you to just sort of hear him and say, oh, you're really sad that that book is ending. Or you're really sad that that book ended. And just kind of like hold space for his feelings. Like, yes, he's only five months old, but like, it's good practice to get into, I think. And then you can have another book ready to go. Like, there's another book. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. Um, I also, the only other thing I would say is like, I, this doesn't sound to me like aggression. You said board book aggression signal. I think it's like more like book emotion. Yeah, it doesn't sound, unless you can see that the baby's has like the angry cry happening, but. Sounds like he's sad. Yeah. I get it. Um, well, I hope that's helpful. If other people have thoughts, please let us know. Okay. Julie writes, hey, Matt and Dory, I have a job idea for Matt since he said he's welcoming ideas. Okay, go. You could offer tutorials or classes or consulting about the various interesting things you know how to do, e.g., podcasting, TV writing, playing guitar, building guitars, playing golf, house projects, counting hot dogs, etc. Really, you could teach others about any of your interests, and there would probably be an audience if you find the right platform. Maybe something like 
Udemy or Skillshare. That's my idea to help you think outside the box. Just do a, just do skill. I'll just do Skillshare. I'll just be my own Skillshare. Yeah. I'll be like, this is everything I know. <laughs> and in the meantime, I hope you and the listeners will join me in rejecting the idea that our individual worth is determined by our jobs or productivity, which is an important lesson I've been learning as a disabled and chronically ill person who can only work very part time. Oh, no, no, no. Julie, it's just defined by money. Individual worth is defined by uh, how much money you have, thanks to our wonderful society. Uh, P.S. I just listened to the most recent episode where Dory also mentioned thinking about future career stuff. And I think you could also offer online classes, maybe for writing, podcasting, or IVF-related stuff. Dory, you also previously mentioned an interest in getting into voice acting. Did you ever follow up on that? I think you have a great voice for it. I'm also interested in getting into voice acting, though I don't know where to start. Um, all right. Well, duly noted about the online classes, voice acting. I looked into this. Um, it seems like the way to kind of get into voice acting is to take a voice acting class, which all seem to be on zoom right now, I guess because of the pandemic. Although like a lot of other things are not on zoom anymore. Oh, look at this. We have, a come on in. We have we have a guest coming. Hello, Henry. What red means? Red means it's recording. Why? Because we're recording. Um, Henry, someone wrote into the podcast and asked if you could say hello to their son Bear. Can you say hi, Bear? Listen. He's Bear. Bear is the name of the son who really enjoys your your podcast appearances. Yeah. Okay, so all you gotta do is say, hello, bear. Ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Hello, bear. There you go. That's a, that is a really... Henry, you're a pro. I think you should become a podcaster. You could tell us, like, what's going on at preschool. Okay. All right, so, like, let's see. Is um, What's your favorite thing to do? What was your favorite thing you did at preschool this week? How about Friday? Uh, I did anything. You did anything, yeah. Did you like riding tricycles? No. Oh, did you like painting? Yeah. <laughs> nice. What colors did you paint with? No colors. No colors? Interesting. Do you mean that you painted with... Helvetica. Helvetica? You like fonts? What? Helvetica. <laughs> Can you say Comic Sans? Comic Sans. <laughs> Courier New. Dita, that's, uh, that's what Dita writes scripts in. What blue means? When it's blue, that means that we've stopped recording. Brown means. Brown means that uh, the track is being edited. And what gray is? Gray means that I've muted that track. These are the colors of GarageBand, if anyone is wondering. Oh, red means. Red means we're recording. That's why it's red right now. Why? Because right now, what we're saying is being preserved yeah so that we can listen back to it later or we could um you know burn it to some sort of disc do you want to talk about your new bike yeah what color is your new bike it's orange yeah i'm done now oh okay you can be done now Thank you for visiting us, Henry. We appreciate it. Um, I want to see that timer. You want to see the time timer? Okay, have a good time. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy your uh, your gift for appearing on the show. Dita's time timer. Holly, thanks for bringing him by. <laughs> and then I said it for that one. Okay. <laughs> time timer success. <sighs> Um, I mean, that was his most coherent appearance yet. Yeah, for sure. 
Bear got a shout out. Yeah. He answered some questions. Yeah. He had some thoughts. He did. Um, Revoice acting. I was just going to say that I think I would take a class. I would have to take a class and it seems like they're all on zoom right now. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. You don't think that would be good. I don't know. Maybe I feel like a lot of the recording is on zoom nowadays. Yeah. Maybe I should just do it. It's a big time commitment. So I'd have to How figure much time? out. Um, it's like at least three hours a week. That's like a round of golf. You're fine. You can do it. It all, they all, Bo, what are you doing under there? Bobo, come here. Home podcasting. Back okay. it up, Bo. Back it up. Anyway, I'll keep everyone posted. Is this if the I... kind of thing you don't want happening in your Zoom voice acting class? Yes, exactly. Um, Relax, Bobo. Relax. But yeah, thank you for those suggestions. And uh, I'll, th- I'll think about offering a class. Well, thanks everyone for listening to our I would say show. this podcast, though on the shorter side, was probably... Per minute, the most entertaining we've done in a while. Wow. Yeah. Everything from me, at some points, describing Emily's email as though I was Emily, at other <laughs> points, reading it verbatim, and other times, third-personing it. Uh, yeah, that was great. A lot of narrative shifts in that, and I think it was really a hoot. It was great. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Wait, oh, we got we got to do names. Everyone else, stick around. Names <laughs> are coming. <laughs> um, just a reminder: you can support us on Patreon. You get up to two bonus episodes a month. That's at Patreon.com/slash/ExcellentAdventure, and you get your name read on the podcast each month. Support the show. Support the show. I don't have a job. This is my job. Support my job. All right. Thanks to the following Patreon supporters. Abba N. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alex Liu. Alice. Alicia. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. Angie James. Anne Fluker. Anne Kay. Anna Ratliff. One, two, three, four, five, six people who choose to be not anonymous, but also still support us. Thank you. April Hallwerda. Ariana Perry. Ariel. Uh, Ashley Cicely Lee. Aubrey Joanne. Aurora and Zelda. Ainsley. Bethany Whipperman. I skipped Becca Foster. Brianne Hudson. Britt S. Baker. Bruno Macias. CJ. Carly Moore. Carol Balala McNamara. Caroline Crampton. Carolyn Land. Carolyn N. Casey Rowe. Kathy Hill. Cecily Templeton. Shinami Worth. Christina. Claire Dealey. Uh, Corinne Morgan. And Crescent Martin. There you go. Thank you, everybody. Okay, now the show is officially done for the week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.